0: The
1: hell. Burns slides it for Natchez drops for Burns a drive
0: score second power play goal
1: for Carolina and the lead is two damn it <laughs> we why? got and right back the Islanders score off the
0: deflection and how about that response for the Islanders to get on the board Carolina tries to wedge it up the wall Slapped on net and run to the stop, and that does it. The Hurricanes survive a flurry at the finish to
2: take game one.
0: Willie P, you got a tissue?
2: That's right, folks. Last uh-huh. night, the Canes got the job done. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. City's Islanders went down 2-1 last night. Sebastian Ajo got it started early with the power play goal. And then the Kings, who have one of the best defenses in the NHL, they held on late to get the game one victory. I watched Wire to Wire last night. Very excited for that one. And to talk more about the Hurricanes, we have Walt Ruff from Hurricanes. Dot com. Welcome in to talk about this fantastic win last night. How you doing, Walt?
0: Hey, guys, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man. So last night, the Canes get the win like we talked about, 2-1 to one over the Islanders to go up 1-0. to zero. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, now the Canes closed the season losing seven of their last 13, but they entered on a, a light winning streak. They won a couple of games. Did they feel like they learned a lot about themselves, or did the adversity prime them for the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a good point there because the way that their regular season finale in Florida concluded, they did have to go through a little bit of that adversity. Uh, they were playing a lot of their game, as they like to call it, for most of the first 40 minutes. They were up two to nothing it looked like pretty typical carolina hurricanes hockey and then in the third period things kind of imploded and they were forced to dig deep and they wound up winning the game six to four scoring four in the third but obviously florida got four in the third as well so it was a nice little you know a humbling reminder to them if you will that these sorts of situations will arise it's not always going to go according to plan and uh, i think maybe we saw a little bit of that carry over to last night
2: Much has been made about Carolina special teams and their struggles with power plays. How big was that early power play goal last night? And why do they struggle so much with that, you feel like?
0: Well, you're absolutely correct. The power play has been under a microscope for a long time now. And I think that could be a a real potential X factor as we look to the series as a whole, scoring five seconds into your first man advantage in the series. I think it did a lot for the group's confidence. And we saw them get another one on special teams later. Uh, as to why they've struggled, I think it's just a little bit of finding the right pieces on the right units. Ever since they've had some key injuries and Andre Suchnikov and Max Pacioretty come out of the lineup, I think it's just been a little bit of trying to find the right recipe for the group. Uh, and some of the guys have said that, but they made quick decisions last night with the puck. It's not hanging on to it, you know, of course, you have the extra man on the ice. You have that time and space, right? But what are you doing with it? What are you looking to accomplish in those situations? And I think they did a really nice job of executing on that last night.
1: Well, well, that's exactly what I was going to ask about the power play goal. Is this something you think can be sustainable, or do you think this could be an outlier and they might revert back to the struggles in that area?
0: <sighs> to be frank, I don't know that either outcome would surprise me. I do think it's sustainable because it wasn't after, as if there was some massive wholesale shift, you know, that, um, you know, led them to the promised land last night. Rod Brindamore said post game, listen, that first goal was something we've been trying to do all year. And it might've been the first time that it hit. Um, So they know what they're doing again. It's just a matter of actually getting a, the pieces in the right places and then having the execution go their way. Of course, these things are easy to practice, right? You go through them day after day, you win the face off, you send it over, you look for the one timer. And we saw how you know, picture-perfect and flawless that looked last night. But it's just a matter of having the right pieces and getting those things to fall your way. Um, so I do think it's potential to be sustainable, But, of course, I think expecting two power play goals every single game this Mm -hmm. series would be a little bit of a lofty expectation.
1: Walt Ruff joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Walt Ruff, writer for Hurricanes.com. And, Walt, I know the talk entering the series that it was going to be a defensive front here, a defensive bout between both of these teams. Does that favor the Hurricanes in this series?
0: Maybe a little bit for sure. I mean, these are two of the best defensive clubs in all the National Hockey League. It's pretty funny. You know, some of us are laughing today. It's rare to see these things go almost as according to plan as they did last night, right? I mean, it's a 2-1 game. It's pretty tightly contested. There's not a ton of grade-A opportunities for either side. Uh, But we know the Canes are one of the best defensive hockey teams in the National Hockey League. They didn't allow a whole lot of shots during the regular season. In fact, the fewest by any team in the NHL. Um so it's hard to say that it doesn't favor them, but you know, you have to know who you're going against too. You're going up against one of the best goaltenders in the NHL and he can kind of make up some of those deficiencies that the Islanders may lack where Carolina has that defensive structure. But um to answer the question, yeah, I think it certainly does favor Carolina a little bit.
2: Well, when you talk about this team offensively, they were twenty third in goals per game after the all star break. What adjustments do you feel like they've made or are the offensive struggles uh, still there and going to be a problem for them if they try to get through the East, which is very tough?
0: Well, of course, some of those things come back to the injuries that we mentioned just a couple minutes ago. I mean, those were guys in Andre Kasha, who was signed in the offseason. He's a a goal scorer. He's a notorious goal scorer in the NHL. That's where he makes his bread and butter. Max Pacioretty, same thing we see those two guys for only a combination of six games during the regular season. A bit of unfortunate injuries to those guys, and then you lose one of your overall best players in Andrei Svechnikov. So it's a by-committee approach now, plain and simple. Uh, We saw Stefan Nason step up last night and get that goal on the power play. That's going to be something that if the Carolina Hurricanes could use that net front presence every single game, whether it's... Nason or Jordan Stahl or someone of that caliber so those kind of greasy areas and getting goals and I don't want to say weird ways but atypical ways uh, you know when you lose your goal scorer, you have to get it done in in unique and strange ways and that's just the way it's going to have to be for this group uh, all the way through really.
2: Yeah, and this team has been right behind the Bruins in a lot of categories, whether you're talking about goals allowed and you talk about points and all those things, but just how difficult will it be for the Canes to get to the point to perhaps play the Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals? Just how brutal is this Eastern Conference? Is this as tough of a road as the Canes have had?
0: Definitely. I would have to agree. I mean, like you were just Uh, getting at a moment ago, the East is going to be really tough to come out of because when you look at some of the other series around the league and, you know, New York, New Jersey starts tonight, I think that's essentially a coin flip. You can see either team coming out of that one. Um, We know Boston took care of Florida last night and Boston's going through a bit of a, you know, a stomach bug going through their locker room. Anything can happen in those situations. Uh, Some people say that analytically Florida may be a tough test for Boston. We'll see if Florida is able to come back in the series. But, um, you know, as you get further and further along, and that's not even hitting on the Toronto-Tampa series, uh, it is going to be a really, really difficult time to come out of the East this year. And um, hopefully for Carolina, that will come to fruition, but it's a long way to go between now and then.
1: Walt Ruff speaking with us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Rod, I know you talked or excuse me, Walt, I know you talked a little too Rod <laughs> Brendamore today. He spoke a little bit earlier um in uh today as about the series. What were some of the takeaways that you had from the head coach?
0: I think the biggest one from Rod is that entering last night goaltending was a huge question mark for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I still think it is, frankly. Um Auntie Ranta was really good last night, twenty five out of twenty six. And the one that got by him, I guess you could say he kind of spotted the New York Islanders. But what the real question is, is they've alternated goalies every single game since Ronta came back from injury. And Rod Brindamore was asked today if that would be the plan. you go to Frederick Anderson in game two? And he said possibly, but Ronta played really well last night, but he hasn't played consecutive games in a row for a really long time. So it's something that they're going to have to keep in mind. I mean, it's it's not even really the elephant in the room per se. It's something that is brought up pretty frequently that both on Hurons and Frederick Anderson have had their struggles with injuries over the course of the past couple seasons. It's unfortunately something that is a storyline with those two guys and will probably continue to be the case moving forward. So I don't envy Rod Brindamore and the coaching staff in terms of making these decisions because of course you look at last night and say, okay, you know, Rance was good. We're going to go back to him tomorrow, but, you do have to be careful of how many games you can play him in a row. So I'm very curious to see how that all shakes out. Uh, Outside of that, it was, again, talking a lot about special teams. Let's not overlook the penalty kill, a big night for them last night, going four for four. Um, and, And talking about how last night's game was pretty much what a lot of people thought it would be. It was tight. It was contested. Um, and I think we'll see a lot more of that over the course of the series.
1: Now, last question, at least from me, before you get out of here, I know Andre Svechnikoff was on the siren last night. Seth Jarvis <laughs> talked about how he wanted Svetch to take the shirt off. Do you feel like that would have been the better move? Or do you think Svechnikoff did a good enough job with the way that he performed?
0: Well, it's hard to argue and say that it didn't work because <laughs> 1-0 with him, right? But, you know, Seth is a, he's a money quote, right? He, he's a hysterical 21-year-old kid. Uh, his personality is extremely infectious and not to be overlooked within the locker room. He does a, a really nice job of you know keeping the vets young, as some of the guys like to say. I mean, Jordan Stahl and Brent Burns, some of the guys who've been around for a really long time. It uh, it, It's fun to see those guys get injected with a little bit of life because of guys like Seth Jarvis. But hey, if Seth Jarvis ever comes out of the lineup due to an injury, he just set the bar incredibly high for himself That's as right. to what he's got to do if he sounds a siren.
2: Well, Walt, I would also add into that, uh, I think you need to talk about uh, in your next piece about how my sounding of the siren was very good fetches and how I had the best one this season. And I, too, um, am 1-0. You didn't take your shirt off either, though. Like, I would have. No, if I, I would have known, if I get back up there again, it just <laughs> may happen. OK.
0: Hey, you know what? I, I might put that in quotes now. And I think you just Perfect. put a little bit of pressure on yourself, too. You oh, I love it.
2: it. <laughs> I live for it. He's Let's gonna go. Do it. I know Let's go. I, know I live for it. it. <laughs> that was Walt Ruff. You can follow him on Twitter at Walt Ruff on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And you can follow him, as I said, for all the Canes action. Walt, we appreciate the time, man.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.